So once again, we're talking about a suitable helper for Adam. And the first thing that we see is that number one, we see that that God employs men in verse 15. He tells he, Adam that he's going to dress and he's going to keep the garden in which he is in. That's the first thing we see. And then secondly, we see that when um, when Adam is in the garden, that God gives him commands and he also explains the consequences. We cannot do anything in this life without, number one, getting a command. And number two, understanding the consequences that follow when we don't obey those commands. If my parents tell me to clean the house, they give me specific instructions as to how I should clean the house. Joshua, you're going to clean the kitchen. You're also going to clean your room. The bed needs to be made up. All of the shoes and clothes need to be taken off of the floor. You need to put them in the washer and in the dryer and hang them up. And your clothes need to go on the shelf. So everything in the room should look neat. And when I come home, if it is not done, if you don't do all of these things, I'm going to give you a whooping. Right? And here, God tells Adam, your job is to dress and to keep the garden and as you're dressing, meaning I'm working, as I'm working and I'm keeping the garden, if I want to eat something, I can freely eat of any tree except for the tree of life. Now, if I eat from that tree, I will surely die, right? And so he tells Adam this. And so he gives Adam's commands and he gives Adam the consequences if he disobeys those commands. But next, what we find is that God gives wisdom and insight through work. Let's go to verse uh, 18 through 20 of Genesis chapter 2. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a, and help meet for him. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found help meet for him. And so we see one that God employs men. And then we see that God commands, God's commands and consequences are clear. But thirdly, we see that God gives wisdom and insight through work. There's no way, there's no way Adam would have truly understood how important it is to have a helper, a helpmate, a companion without him first going and naming all of the animals. Think about that. Here's a bear. Does a bear look like a human? Mm -mm. There's a tiger. Does a tiger look like a, a human? Mm -mm. Well, you know what? Look at this cow. Does a cow look like a human? You know, let me go over here. Look at that roach. Does the roach look like a human? It does, dude. A roach look like a human. <laughs> Wake up. All right. And so the roach, and not only that, people might say, well, you know what? We kind of do look like animals. Okay, well, we kind of do. But do we act like animals? Well, we kind of act like animals. Okay. Well, can animals truly live the life that we live? Can they go to work, get dressed, clock in to work? drive on the freeway, get back home, cook a meal. No, 
their whole life is totally different from us. And so from Adam doing the work, you remember I said first that God employs men from Adam doing the work. He was a, he was allowed to understand the wisdom of God and the wisdom of God is that us and animals are different. And so when Adam wants somebody to be with someone to talk to, he's not going to go lay with a bear, right? He needs to, (laughs) he needs something that's going to be able to be a helper and a companion to him. And so therefore in the work, God gave him wisdom. Next, verse 21 through 23 of chapter two of Genesis reads as this. And the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs, and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the ribs which the Lord God had taken from man, made he a woman, and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Sheep shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. And so here we see that God gives man companionship. I wanted to say God gives him a helper. I wanted to say that God gave him a helpmate. This is true. This is very true. But it's it's deeper than that. The intellect, right? The the love, the warmth. A dog can't give me love like my mama, right? Uh, a dog can't a dog can't teach me the way my father teaches me. Right. And so here, Adam gets something that's so deep, so unique, so intriguing, so wonderful that he says she came out of me. So I got to call her woman. Right. She is she is so, so connected to me that she she has to be called woman. She's all that I wanted, all that I need. She's all that I see. And she's all that to me. She is a woman. And so God gives man companionship. And so in that, he, uh, he, Adam is able to now reflect on the importance of Eve to him. Because when he was doing work, right, in verse 15, he told him, you need to dress and you need to keep, keep, the, um, keep the garden. Did Adam have help? Nope. He didn't have help. Verse 16 through 17, when Adam was out there, and I'm sorry, verse 18 through 20, when Adam was out there and he was naming the animals, did he have help? Nope, he didn't have help. And so all of this work that he's doing, all of these things that he's doing, it makes it that much more enjoyable when you have somebody to work with, right? My brothers and I, we used to have to go and we used to have to do work on my grandmother's farm. And one of the things that you you should hate or you would hate is when my dad says, get the axe, go and chop down the tree. If I chop the tree down by myself, I'm just, I, it feels like a burden, right? It's like I keep hitting this tree. I'm moving on to the next one. I don't have anybody to talk to. I don't have no music to listen to. I'm just out in the woods just trying to get some work done, right? But all of a sudden, my brothers come, right? And we're talking, we're laughing, and then now we turn in, turning our work into a competition. 
I bet it'll take me 20 chops to get the tree down. It's going to take me 15 to get the tree down. It's going to take me 10 to get the tree down. And so it becomes fun. And so we get to enjoy being together because we have like minds, right, to do the work. And so here, Adam has someone who is like him, who is from him, and who is for him to help him in his work that God has given him. So God gives man companionship. Last but not least, let's go ahead and read verses 24 and 25 of Genesis chapter 2, and we'll close here. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. What we see here is that God blesses marriage. God blesses marriage between a man and a woman, right? He designed it that way, right? Because Adam was able to, if we go back, he was able to look at all the animals and he can tell that this is not for me. He didn't see anything. He said, I I don't see anything that's suitable for me. I don't see anything that's for me. I need something that's for me. And when God gave him a wife, it then goes into verse 24. It said, therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. Right. And so does it say he shall cleave unto his husband? He shall cleave unto an animal. He shall cleave unto uh, a piano, a coffee cup, a television. It said, no, he shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. And so God blesses this marriage that is done the way in which he intended for it to be made. When God gives us a woman, it, it is, all you can do is say, whoa, huh? I, I imagine that's what what uh adam said first one he seen y'all understand y'all go to school and be like man she's the funniest girl here man she she's well she's the best little girl in this school man if i could talk to her man i'll be the ooh i'll be the i'll be the man of the year man Ooh, i see i see man you got that woo man man she look good right but when, that's not ours, right? That's not ours until she get a ring on her finger. But when she's yours, right? Then that whoa, you understand why Adam said whoa, right? <laughs> I just think Adam was just like, whoa. Man, woo. Gotta call a woman, man. Cause whoa, man, hold up, right? She look good, right? And I bet, you know, and, and when Adam first saw her, I bet she was really like, Eve was probably the best looking woman that ever lived because she was made before sin, right? Can you imagine the beauty that Eve must have seen, right? Boy, it'd be some guys that'd be so jealous, right? And then some women who would want Adam, right? Adam Adam was, he had high IQ. He ain't out there naming animals. Look at that. His IQ so high. His IQ is high, right? No problems at all. And then he's a strong, hardworking man, right? And then not only is he a strong, hardworking man, when he sees Eve, he's able to give Eve a name and call her a woman, right? So they both were at the highest peak before sin. And here in the closing of Genesis 2, verse 24 and 25, we see that God blesses marriage because in the end on verse 25, it said, and they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not 
ashamed. They're naked and unashamed. I mean, they don't have to hide anything. And when we go into chapter three and the fall happens, we're going to see that they're going to need to be clothed because Adam says, I was naked. And God says, how did you know? I mean, think about it. We didn't need we didn't need clothes before the fall. We would be walking around here, no clothes on, right? We didn't even need a house. We didn't need a roof. Where do you think Adam slept? In the grass. He ain't had no ants biting him, no mosquitoes biting him. Think about that. He ain't have to worry about the snake crawling up and biting his ankle. He ain't have to worry about any of those things, right? Because it was the earth was in its perfect form. But here, in closing, we see that God blesses the marriage because they were naked and not ashamed. And that's a great place to be in. So if we want God to bless us when we're married and we want to be naked and unashamed, get married and do it the way that God has intended to do it, man and a woman. All right. So one, God employs men. That's what we've seen in verse 15, that God employs men as soon as Adam uh, was made and created. Adam was not told to go look for a wife. Adam was first working before he got a wife, right? Then he gives commands and consequences. God's commands and his consequences are clear. Verses 16 through 17 of chapter 2, he tells Adam, this is what you can do. This is what you cannot and should not do. If you do that, you will surely die, right? You can eat of all these trees. But that one you can't. The tree of life and nope, good and evil, you can't eat that one. If you do, you'll surely die. And thirdly, God gives us wisdom and insight through the work. Adam was not, he would not have been able to truly appreciate the way God made Eve until he had to name the animals. Because it said that God created the animals out of the dust and he asked Adam, he said, hey, Name these animals. And Adam, when he was naming them, and then Adam finally just said, look, ain't nothing out here for me. So God didn't intend for us to be by ourselves either. So here, in the third point we need to know is that God gives wisdom and insight through work. Fourth, we see that God gives man companionship. We need that. Someone to be alongside of us for the work that he has given us. In verses 21 through 23. And then... Verses 24 and 25 of chapter 2, God blesses marriage. He blessed them, um, and they were naked and they were unashamed. And so, a suitable helper for Adam is what the title is called, but it's something that we really need to make sure that we analyze and we look at to know how God intends for marriage to be and how creation was before the fall. Amen? Dear God, thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you for this day you've given us, dear Lord Father, to learn more about your will, your word, and your way. I pray that you may bless, dear Lord Father, what was said, dear Lord, that it may go out, dear Lord Father, and it may, dear Lord, help us, dear Lord Father, to understand, dear Lord, your creation and your design for our lives, dear Lord. Thank you for your grace and your mercy, that you may bless us and keep us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.